Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rosecast bonus up. Bonus episode AB. <laughs> Number one, keep it up. Number one bachelor recap <laughs> podcast hosted by a male and a racial best friend duo. Um, there's another recap. <laughs> this just in. This just in. Remember we did that announcement for recoupling, which is now defunct, by the way. I didn't announce that. It's deleted from the internet. Recoupling is gone. I was going to have to pay $144 to keep it. I said no. Oh, get rid of it. Got rid of it. It's done. Okay. Um, we did a funny now. We did like the newspaper. We did the. It was funny. Trust me. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the background noise, just the yeah, it was hilarious. You know, it was hilarious. Out of nowhere, you know the sound of a busy newsroom rim. <laughs> yeah, we did like the papers, you know, in an old yeah. movie newsies or something, with the papers going like flying across. <laughs> yeah. on the thing. That's what we did for the big announcement. Anyway, no Bachelor recap this week, but we did talk Bachelor with another reality TV recap friend duo, duo. Alyssa and Taylor from Table Flipping. At Table Flipping on Instagram, the Table Flipping Podcast, wherever you listen to this one. Check them out. It's a long, some might describe it as meandering conversation about Juan Pablo's GOAT episode, the upcoming Bachelor season, Bachelorette season, excuse me, a little bit of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, a little bit of Real Housewives, and Philadelphia 76ers talk. Really, we just ran the gamut of discussion topics. It was a lot of fun, Rim. It was a I delight a to talk to them. It was an absolute delight. So we hope you enjoy it. AB, today we have the pleasure, the absolute pleasure, of speaking with another podcast duo who are actual friends in real life. I think that's a claim I can make fairly. Alyssa Littman and Taylor Mishak from the Table Flipping Podcast. Hey, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Guys, thanks for joining us. Tell the people what they can expect from your show. What shows do you talk about? It's more than just Bachelor by a long shot. Yeah, we sort of do uh, every every form of reality. So we're, we love Bravo. Um, we cover the Housewives weekly. The way our podcast works is like in the first part, we'll, we'll do our takes on um, the shows that we're watching, whether it's 90 Day Fiance or The Bachelor or The Housewives, all of that good stuff, and then talk about any reality news. And then... The second half, we bring on someone to interview about a specific reality star uh, who meant a lot to them through the lens of like, what do what do women look like on TV and how do they get treated on reality TV? And how is that like filling the gaps in narrative TV for us? And so it's interesting to hear people come on and talk about 
Lauren Conrad as like a oh. style inspiration or a or a friendship inspiration or Paris Hilton to talk about um, how that was like the simple life was female jackass and and it's not seen through that lens yeah. that kind of thing. Um, so yeah. Anything to add to that, Taylor? <laughs> no, you nailed it. You friggin' nailed it. And it's usually, it's a lot of people who work in scripted TV. It's a lot of comedians. It's a lot of actors. So people who, like me, are very attention-seeking and want to make people laugh. And so that's pretty fun, too. <laughs> so definitely a different perspective in more shows than we cover here. We're strictly Bachelor, but... I'm excited. I don't know about AB, but I'm excited to talk Very about excited. some. Well, I don't. You haven't heard the rest of the sentence yet. I have a lot of Real Housewives of New York specific questions. Oh, I love this. First, we're going to talk about Bachelor, but and we can even stop recording. I just have a lot to ask about <laughs> the Real Housewives. So I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, so I've mentioned this before we started. I feel bad about this, but part of what we wanted to discuss today was the Juan Pablo episode of The Bachelor: Their Greatest Seasons. The greatest seasons ever. Probably the meanest homework assignment I've ever assigned, which was you guys need to watch the GOAT episode. My first question is, what did you think of the GOAT presentation? And do you think it was um do you think you got the gist of what the whole season was about? Do you know what I mean? Or do you think it was more of like a worthless clip show? Some of these have been like worthless clip shows. Um <laughs> I think I would have loved to to have them go more into the specific moments that didn't play so well and didn't age uh, well of Juan Pablo. I think they gave him like a pretty nice edit um, <laughs> and they were more were like uplifting the women that have done so well from the franchise True. and trying to sort of cover their tracks. Um, but we, you know, we talk a lot about like we did an episode on our podcast about Caitlin Bristow and how, you know, the coverage of her like didn't age well and slut shaming and all of that kind of stuff. And The Bachelor sort of teeters on trying to be smart with their audience and knowing that they have uh, people who have gotten savvy to these kinds of like Madonna whore tropes. And then also being like, this is just like a wonderful show for families about love. And it's clearly that was not this season, like for sure. <laughs> like yeah. Juan Pablo said to Claire, like, I don't know you, but I really enjoyed fucking you, right? And sorry, can we yeah. allegedly? Is that okay? Allegedly, that's what he said. We can swear. Yeah. What do you mean allegedly? <laughs> allegedly, I always say allegedly because I don't want to get. We're not a big enough operation to withstand a lawsuit, so I basically always say allegedly. But yes, right. continue. We feel the up. same way. We're always like, please, no one sue us, and this is just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish they just would have been a little bit more, you know, like honest with them, honest with the audience about, you know, the dynamics of the of that season. Absolutely. Taylor, anything to add to that? That being said, I got a real kick out of Chris Harrison just like leaning into disliking him and mm -hmm. that like cheesy Chris Harrison dialogue still being like, little did the ladies know that he was going to be America's most hated <laughs> bachelor. Um, so I liked that at least sort of tongue in cheek attitude about it. And then they're just like the whole franchise agreeing that he's like universally hated. But I so that we like really should have gotten gotten into the nitty gritty of it and kind of crucified him the way that a lot of women in this franchise have been crucified. Um, I will say that my favorite part of how this made me feel about how Juan Pablo's season made me feel is it did re-brainwash me into believing in the process of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. And here's why. <laughs> I really was surprised and loved that most of the women's beef was that once they got to the top three, 
they were like, oh, you're not taking this seriously when the cameras turned off. You're not take. I'm fucking taking this fucking seriously. And you've wasted my time. And it's a big joke. And I'm sitting here watching it going, oh, my God, these women really here are looking for love. And that's so mean that the, he's not looking for love because they're really looking for love. Like, I, I imagine the dialogue when the camera turned off for him to be like, well, I don't really know you. And the woman in the situation to be like, yeah, of course not. I just want to get a fucking sponsorship for flat belly tea. Yeah. Like, I, like we both know what's going on. But the fact that Claire and Andy were like, I'm fucking trying to get at least a boyfriend. God damn it. And you're yeah. being fake. I was like, I, why would he come and disrespect this process? Why would he do this? It, so it totally like reindoctrinated me and brainwashed me, fully prepped me for Claire's season. It, it did as, as like silly and safe as the structure of the goat episode was. I also am drinking the Kool-Aid. Well, it's only bet in five years, but I will say that, Claire's season is going to be different. Everyone comes on for different reasons than yeah. they did even five years ago. It's it's crazy to see mm. the difference between even Juan Pablo's season and these current seasons. So not to shit on your... Uh, <laughs> what you yeah, said Flat there. Yeah, Flatbelly Tea was not as big back then. That's yeah. the, like, like, they weren't getting as Instagram famous, for sure. But I I just really loved that they were like... but They, they felt so betrayed that he wasn't yeah, trying to find a wife. And I was like, oh, I now feel be Yes, this is a real process. This is a matchmaking event. And you fucked it up. So, yeah. Alyssa, back to something you were saying earlier. The, the way they presented it was... The most interesting part of the GOAT episodes for me was I watched all the seasons in full, which I regret doing, but to prepare for each <laughs> kind of mistake. recap. Holy shit. Yeah, it was a lot. You know, I have more gray hairs than I did three months ago, but they do kind of whitewash, for lack of a better word. They act like none of the problematic things, I guess you could say, yeah. existed at all. So it was just the it was the highlights and it was only the good part. It's just interesting to see how they try to present that and please the audience while also not really owning up. And like you said, even before we started, they're going to take it off Hulu eventually. Like there is a reason why these seasons are not widely available. But yeah, um, assuming neither of you have seen the full Juan Pablo season. So I we talked a little bit about this before we started. I bought it when you guys originally reached out to us on iTunes. So I own it forever. And I watched Congrats. the first. You can't take it away from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, there's something nice about like knowing that people who are getting canceled, they're going to try to like wipe those episodes of like <laughs> 30 Rock it. or whatever it is. And now I just have it for all time <laughs> and they can't take it from me. Um, but I watched the first few episodes of that season and it did appear to me like the dates were much more creative and theatrical do you guys get that mm -hmm. at all like the ice skating date with claire yeah. was so oh, beautiful was awesome. even the rave date that people seem to hate i thought that was like super interesting and much better than like going to the fucking canyon club in agora hills on peter's season like so late <laughs> that uh, reference is right over my head but i'm sure it was oh, good <laughs> peter is i went to middle school with peter and he so and i had my bat mitzvah at the canyon club so i i was just like this is not what i want to see on national television <laughs> at all is line dancing at the canyon club no thank you um that's unbelievable you went to middle school <laughs> bearing the lead he uh, he went to Lindero Canyon Middle School and then he went to Oaks Christian, which is a different high school than what I went to. So I, we, I had to work through a lot of feelings of like having a crush on Peter in middle school and then finally <laughs> seeing that his mom was a nightmare and that I maybe dodged a bullet by having him not like the back. 
So there okay. you go. Oh my God. I can't believe I can't believe that information you just revealed. But <laughs> continue. We might revisit that yeah. nugget later on. <laughs> Did the Juan Pablo? You obviously knew Juan Pablo's reputation going into watching these episodes. Did it live up to? Was he as bad as you expected? What do you think, Taylor? I think I started off when I heard he was so bad and that, you know, the ending of the season was particularly bad. I it would maybe be surprising or some sort of reveal. Seems like he's America's number one eligible bachelor. And then he ends up being a dick, which is like not ever surprising to me. It astonishes me people are surprised. (laughs) But I thought he would at least like first episode seem very charming and handsome and whatever. And I thought I found him to be so slimy from the limo episode. Like every time someone came out of the car, he would be like, okay. Yeah. Okay, and like lick his lips, he and this, the, uh, uh, yeah, he would like bite his knuckles, and I was like, oh, out of the gate, out of the gate, he should have been known as just one of the slimier, shittier guys who clearly is just like trying to get his dick wet and hang out in this mansion for a couple months. Yeah. So I, I was just the what, only thing that surprised me is how transparent it was from the beginning, and then afterwards when it started to become even more obvious and in your face that he was like kind of a tool. I, I, there, I've had very few like gasping, shocking moments to answer your question, but it was, it was uh, as promised, the grossest guy in the franchise, I think, and he's got good competition. <laughs> but <laughs> I think he got the benefit of the doubt because of, because of the language barrier. Like people were kind of trying, like he was like, I don't understand the word default. Like that's not a word that I would use. But I understand sure. it and know to be offended by it. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I I didn't say what you said. I said because I know that that's bad. But I ne- I didn't know it last night when you when I said it. It's like, yeah. what are you talking about? Just, <laughs> I think that went on for like a little, a little bit too long. I think right out the gate, he had these really demeaning reactions to the women. Like they would, you know, Claire would be like, my dad has brain cancer. And he'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry for you. And it's Aww, like, that one was yeah. tough. That was a tough the pouting, scene. The pouting yeah. is so painful and condescending. Like his, <laughs> his nodding and saying, okay. And being like, that's okay. That's okay. You do you. is like so, so condescending. But every time a girl told him, he told him that she loved him. He would like pout like a little baby and be yeah. like, mm. like yeah. it's so and it's like, ew, uh, God, gross. You're a grown ass man. Stop. I did start to judge the women after a while. Like I did judge Claire for how long she hung in there. I was like, you kind of did this to yourself, did my girl. Like, what do you what do you doing? Yeah. Like, you're saying people get the fuck out. Like, why are you still here? That night after the helicopter confrontation and she goes and she's like, listen, I needed to talk to you before proposal day. You said something really like sexual and sort of like lascivious and like demeaning to me on this helicopter. And I just want to get your facts straight. And he's like, no, I really I I love you. I love you. And then she goes, yes, and we're going to have babies and they're going to be twins. Yeah, that was the thing that turned it was we're going to have kids soon. We're going to have kids. And she goes, twins. And I was like, holy shit. What a 180. She went from being like you need to respect me to being like i'll have two of your babies at the same time yeah what i think the 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 language barrier was probably he was a really good english speaker there's no question about it but i'm sure there was some things came off like he didn't entirely intend to yeah i think that really frustrated people but they kept powering through because he was still he was still saying words that made sense right right but i just i feel like that tripped up a lot of people and it they everybody hit a wall after a while because you couldn't <laughs> yeah. go deeper because it wasn't it was just always 
hanging over, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I didn't, once again, I didn't say that like I meant to. Anyway, you mentioned Claire. How much did you know about Claire before you watched, watched this series? And did digging more into her story is, are you more or less excited now to watch her as a lead? I saw her on Bachelor Winter Games. <laughs> yeah. Ditto. Yes. Same. Deep cut. Um, <laughs> what a deep a cut. Yeah. <laughs> and did you like her? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then when they presented her as like the mature bachelorette, I was like, okay, I'm on board for this. We're at least yeah. going to get some uh, refreshing cast who's more believably here to get married. Um, she, uh, She's tough. She just seems like a woman who's read so many self-help books and is very <laughs> jittery and is very like peppy. And like a lot of people have told her she's cute as a button. And I just, I don't know. There's like always drama around her. Like there's, there's always guys like trying to, they kiss her and then they propose to her and then she dumps them and she gets back together with them. And then she's finally yeah. the bachelorette. And then she's breaking up the whole season, like everything. It's like, just, let's just like pump the brakes for a second. Like, be calm and let things play out. Like it's going to be okay. That's my sense of what Claire needs to do with herself. What do you think, Taylor? I back that 10,000%. And I'll only add that what really solidified my being kind of annoyed with her and also agreeing that she's like just pretty drama prone uh, is at the end of this greatest hits episode or whatever the fuck we watched, the Juan Pablo thing and Chris Harrison interviews her and she's like beaming and she's like, I am not nervous at all. I am not nervous <laughs> at all. I am only excited. I am a hundred percent excited. And it's like, girl, you're not nervous at all to meet 45 guys in a hotel room during a global pandemic on this reality <laughs> yeah. show on TV, on TV. Like, what do you mean? She was like, and I'm, j I just like, no, it's gonna work out. And I was like, that's see, I don't like that. I don't believe it. I don't like it. And if you do believe that, that's crazy. Like you should yeah. be a little <laughs> bit nervous and to not, and to not, she was like, and now are weird times, but it's okay because my hotel room is amazing. I was like, Oh <laughs> no. So those, and, and that, and everything Alyssa said coming off of winter games, which is the only other thing I'd watched her in winter games. I was like, who is this girl? <laughs> yeah. The strange thing about winter game. I lo we loved winter games. If I recall, we're collect like AB. Yeah, for sure. The strange thing about winter games was her and I forgot the guy's name. The guy with the glasses. It's like French Canadian. He was the yeah. French guy. Yeah. yeah. French guy. Yeah. Her and him, she left, I believe, because he was cozying up to someone else. And then she accepted his proposal on after the final rose for yeah. winter games. Who knows how many exactly. weeks later. So it's yeah. just, there is a little bit of a seesaw quality to her storylines it seems sometimes but maybe just like a yes ending that's like kind of dumb maybe that's <laughs> what i'm feeling it's like she just like yeses things like things are gonna go well and i'm gonna get a proposal and this is great and, yeah. then, and then when something happens it's like no how could this have happened <laughs> <laughs> well i guess that leads us into our next topic spoiler alert for people who are unaware of what's happening on the upcoming we're a spoiler free podcast by the way Oh, wow. Okay. Absolutely spoiler free. It's free. tough. The, it's very tough. <laughs> and we don't always adhere to it through no fault of our own. But we are pretending that there are some listeners who don't know what's going on with the next season of The Bachelorette. So I'm just All saying right. that. ABC you, is pretending that also. So ABC, Exactly. And we'll talk yeah. about the new promo aired last night also. So if you don't know what's going on with the next season of The Bachelorette, skip ahead. Brief pause. <laughs> <laughs> 
They did show a new <laughs> promo last night during Dancing with the Stars. Uh-huh. They kind of revealed, they hinted at the fact that, again, spoiler alert, Claire is only the Bachelorette for a brief period of time. Why do you think they're promoting it this way? And or, that's my first question. Okay, we have notes. We have notes on the marketing. We, we sort have of notes. the marketing to shreds I'm on our podcast. intimidated by the, la- the preparation that you guys have done. <laughs> Go ahead. We, uh, I actually had someone who, I, I sort of just like shit on the entire marketing profession, which wasn't a good idea because then I had friends who work in marketing <laughs> reach out to me and be like, they can't shoot things because of COVID. So it's different circumstances. So anyway, I guess it's easier from our position, though. be a little we'll bit nicer the second time around. Um Look, they have this big scandal and they love to take like one scandalous moment and just tease it every single episode and then not play it until the finale. Mm -hmm. And so going into the season when we know that it's such an unconventional season because of all the drama that's supposedly happening, I don't know why they wouldn't like trot that out as a reason why to. Yeah, as a reason to watch and give us some information and get people talking about it rather than putting, you know, some sort of like offensive, uh, the graduate Mrs. Robinson, like poster (laughs) with Claire as the teaser, like the, Oh, you think that we don't know what's going on and that we're just going to watch because she's like super old and she's fucking young guys. That doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) I, I also, yeah, it does seem, it seems to me and we've hypothesized this on our podcast that maybe all hands are on deck on set and there's just like one first year intern who is in charge of every like promo and like poster and like tweet about the season because they are all like, it's like that episode of SpongeBob where he is running around in his own brain and everything is on fire. Like that's how I picture La Quinta right now. It's just like, everybody is like freaking out, not knowing what to do. Because the, like, Claire pun for me, the, like, we need clarification. Because we want to clare if I clare's situation. (laughs) It's like, that was, was like, a typo that someone said. And it just is, like, now millions of people are seeing it. So that's my, that's part of my biggest beef with it. It's like, this is just so stupid, you guys. And you have something better to work with. I even, I'll say it, I'm a bigger fan of, like, the fence jumping camp pain quite frankly that was electric that was electric (laughs) it was amazing so do that do the like everybody was like why is colton jumping the fence yeah do like why did claire leave la quinta and then show her leaving (laughs) and show a producer running after her and being like claire no and like preview the fuck out of that and i will i'm gonna be there i mean i'm gonna be there no matter what i'm gonna be watching it live no matter what but (laughs) nothing you can do but (laughs) like i don't even care if you trick us like you know make us do a becca hair swoosh do taisha rolling her suitcase in like whatever i don't care like just use what you have i just the laziness is really what gets us yeah Yeah. the laziness (laughs) we just need creativity yeah ab Yes. What do you think about the the new promo? And the, we've talked about it a couple times. They've raised some great points, but I don't get it. Her Why name is Claire. You? Do you get it now? So it her name spelled, is Claire. It is spelled <laughs> differently. It's a unique way of spelling it, I suppose. I I can't understand why they're they're doing what they're doing. They've you guys said it perfectly. They have content to work with that would be something to tease and something that would draw interest from people that don't watch the show and they're not using it. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I can't understand. There's no there's no explanation. I almost feel like they should just straight up say 
Tasha's also going to be the Bachelorette. Just yeah, given how they put Matt James kind of on the that's what that would get people more excited than a, another regular dramatic season of The Bachelorette, which is kind of how they're promoting it. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I suppose we know your thoughts on Claire. <laughs> Are you looking forward to Tasha as a lead? Did you think she would make a good lead before this? She kind of backdoored her way in here. She's got great boobs. I'll, I will say that. Um, Unbelievable. She, <laughs> that's Unbelievable mostly what I remember breasts. about Tisha. Not the answer I expected, but. Uh, <laughs> she, I was thinking about her on Colton's season, um, and she was like a very good confidant and go-between. You, you guys remember that? Like, it was almost mm-hmm. like they were best friends rather yeah. than, you know, love interest. And so I think that there will be a quality to her that helps the like the producers clarify each narrative in a way that we don't get with like a Peter or a Hannah Brown. Um, clarify, yeah. What do you think about her? And she's been married once before, which is kind of interesting. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I totally forgot I about that. that. Yeah. And I remember her like family date really yeah. fascinated me because her family was like clearly very anti the show and totally. was very worried about her portrayal on it in a way that we don't often see. Normally, families are just like, "Fuck yeah, get in here, camera yeah, crew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like let's do this and let's do a weird like song or rap or family." tradition for to them that's really embarrassing yeah. and Tasha's family was like this is could be really shitty for you if we are not like I don't know cool um so I think that her family is going to be interesting I think she's going to be interesting I do remember I love uh in Hannah Brown's season where she has this like one moment where she's like none of you are asking about me no one yeah. knows if I prefer spaghetti or macaroni and cheese <laughs> and I want you guys to ask about me and I think that Tasha has a little bit of a chip on her shoulder and she got really like frustrated with Colton a bunch she, but she was frustrated on uh BIP right she was on BIP mm-hmm. I remember yeah. that was my next question John Paul Jones and I feel like she was good at be at just kind of being really direct about her frustrations and it and I if that reads more scenes like the Hannah Brown confronting the guys uh, for Tasha as the bachelorette, then I am here for it. I am very on board. Yeah. AB, anything to add? About, ta- or about Tasha? Sure. Whatever. Not anything that I've already, we've okay. already talked about it. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> do you guys do spoilers for the regular seasons? Do you look oh. at spoilers? Do you, do you, oh, do you guys like know? Spoil yourselves? Yeah. I don't yeah. look Spoiler at the ending. <laughs> we do spoil ourselves. Uh, I don't look at who gets chosen at the very end. Yeah, that, that takes, feels like it yeah. takes the air out of the tires and like really deflates everything for me. But I do. Very I read confused. the like. The I'm so things. confused. What do you so mean? What do you, what do you, what do you do? spoiled from then? Yeah. The, like, what are you who's, in about? The, who's like going to hometowns? And, oh. like, so you look up like, all the. Okay. I read what well, and I don't like go I don't look for it, but like you know, my explore page is full of like Ugh, wait till you me. see what Champagne Gate is, and I'm always like, All right, I'll read the headline <laughs> about what out. Champagne Gate is. <laughs> yeah. But if I if I see something that says like spoiler winner, I don't like reading it because I also like to do a fantasy league and that's fun. Yeah. But uh but I do certainly read about the world of it and I read while it's happening. But and then on our podcast, we don't do any sort of warning the audience. We just talk. And often we say incorrect things. I'm constantly pushing. <laughs> I'll be like, do you know what I read? And I'll read and I'll say something completely wrong. And then I will let's just say it as fact. And the next week I'm like, did you see that like contradictory headline? That was that was really what it was. You Caleb just describe like, podcasting, Denise? basically. Just say whatever and yeah. figure it out later. 
Taylor was like, Denise Richards is going to be the highest paid housewife in Housewives history next season. And I was like, there's absolutely no way she's coming back to the show. And then the next week she was like, so it turns out there's absolutely no way she's coming back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Roll yeah. Coaster. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Those are all the bachelor bachelorette questions I had, and I, I assume you have like ten pages of notes each, given how yeah. you described your preparation. So, <laughs> I want to give you the opportunity to revisit or reemphasize anything we haven't discussed, mainly to take some guilt off my shoulders. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted to ask what you guys think, Andy. What happened between Andy and Juan Pablo in the suite? I feel like it had to be like she wanted to talk about meaningful things and he wanted yeah. like a blowjob or something that's right? gotta be yeah. something like that okay a little too forceful with the sexual stuff yeah, and not, that, yeah. not wanting to get to know her it had what else could it be yeah. well i read a headline ab <laughs> do you know you got something <laughs> i read a headline and it was he basically just wanted to watch videos of himself playing soccer no. and she was trying to like you want to watch my highlights Wait, is this true or my mixtape this information good, like Taylor provides, I feel which like is not accurate. I feel like it's true. <laughs> I will I say I, as much as it might not be, because again, I'm not a very trusted source. That sounds like something a man would do and Juan Pablo tracks. would do. The tracks Check for out Juan these Pablo. soccer highlights yeah. of mine. <laughs> You want to watch videos of me? It's it's like the it's a step up from a guy being like, Do you want to watch me play video games? And you're like, No, I don't. No offense, AB. But I thought yeah, I I think that was the main thing that she was trying to get. You know, where do you want to live? Do you know anything yeah. about my family? Things of that nature. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I like the soccer video thing way better than any sex theories. That's way that's funnier way funnier. To me. Yeah, that's much better. <laughs> much more creative. It also it feels more it feels more like what because she seemed, you know, she was steamed and she was like offended and frustrated, but there was also something to her that was like, you wouldn't fucking believe, you know. Man. <laughs> you wouldn't believe was, this fucking guy. And so it, it didn't seem like the <laughs> stakes were high enough it. to be like he was fucking like, you know, forcing me to do something I didn't want to do true. or like or or saying anything that was really, really putting me in making me feel like I was in a corner. 
but she was just like, you know, I just couldn't wait to get the fuck out yeah. of there if I'm being honest. Yeah. So the, the, and, and she did say he was just like so self-absorbed, didn't know anything about me. I love in their confrontation when she's like, you don't know my, what my family is like. You don't know what religion I practice. You don't know. And he goes, okay, what religion do I practice? And she goes, Catholic. <laughs> and then they just like keep talking. I also, have you guys seen, there is a, a funny SNL digital short uh, with Pete Davidson and Jennifer Lopez. Have you seen this? Yes. It's, and he's a dance or he's a backup dancer. He's, yeah. It's a, it's just the premise of the sketch is that Pete Davidson is like at his grossest, his like mouth is hanging open. He has like Dorito yeah, crumbs on his yeah. fingers. <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez sees him as like a roadie in her concert and is like, Hey, what's your name? <laughs> yeah. And it's like all over him. And Pete D Davidson is like, who are you? Okay. All right. Okay. And it's just very, it like leans into how like just fucking dumb and non charismatic he is. And I felt like that was the whole vibe of watching the final three <laughs> with him. Like I thought Juan Pablo was like, what kept being like, okay, yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> and then he would like touch their face and just try to make out with them. And they would be like, I just love, and they're just really reaching for what they love about him because he's just so blase and shitty. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wrote down that. I just thought that it was so similar to that sketch. Also, that's He's spot such... on, by the way. Before you move on, that's a spot on reference. I feel like they haven't seen the sketch, so there wasn't big laughs on either end, but that's a spot on reference. <laughs> and I feel I'll, like I'll text it to you guys. It's really, it's also, I just really like the sketch because it really tickles me. I think it's really funny. I think it's also interesting. We talk about, and they talked about in this episode, his being having a, a language barrier, which he does. And I never want to shit on anybody who knows more languages than me, but he's also a, fantastic gaslighter with that being oh, said yeah. he's so good at going like oh i really value honesty i love honesty and then have and then t taking whatever the woman says at face value and then just like completely throwing it back in their face and then be <laughs> and being insulting and then saying it's it's my honesty like i had i had a friend in college who would just like say mean things to me and then go you love me for my honesty and i was like i never said that i never said that i never said i love you for your honesty so to watch him like manipulate and do these like really insane gaslighting things to both andy and claire especially at the end i was like bitch you know exactly what you're saying and how you're saying it because you're manipulative as fuck and he touches so many faces and i know it's pre-coronavirus but man he fully have you guys seen face off when they just like put their full hand on each other's face yeah yeah. that's yeah. all he does in every scene it's just like touching his full palm to these women's faces and i'm like they're they have a full beat can you like let them be yeah like stop and they'd be talking and he'd be like shoving his fingers on their mouths <laughs> okay. are you guys a lot of points in there um sorry <laughs> go, ahead, <laughs> go ahead Alyssa. uh i was just gonna ask if you followed this like colton cassie restraining order situation yes uh, official <laughs> statement, official statement, not good. Uh, we don't want to get sued. We are anti, yeah, we are anti-stalking. Okay. This is okay. an anti-stalking podcast. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Anti-stalking gotcha. podcast. Okay. Yes, official statement, not good. It's a bummer. It's a big bummer. It is. Whenever there's, I mean, this wasn't exactly a fairy tale to begin with, those two, but I don't, it makes me f feel bad when these storylines on these shows have like real life upsetting consequences outcomes taylor says this all the time yes 
It's about it's, it's just yeah, a it's scary when all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, now a baby is being born or a divorce is being filed or something yeah. like a scary restraining order. I will say if this makes light of it in a safe way, I got the notification, ran into my living room. I'm quarantining with one of my best friends right now, but I also live with my boyfriend ran into my living room and was like, Cassie filed a restraining order against Colton. And Georgie was like, oh my God. And then my boyfriend came out and was like, what? Who? What? This is crazy. And, I, and we were like going back and forth. We were like, oh my God, this doesn't seem like them. Like their breakup. She seemed so sad after the breakup. And Tony was like, who are we talking about? And we were like, it's Colton <laughs> Cassie from The Bachelor. And he was like, oh, fuck off, you guys. Listen, big news. <laughs> this is important. It's but I news. just, I, the way that we talk about it amongst ourselves, like they're our friends. And like we act like, especially when anything is surprising, you know, good or bad news, or I'll just to Alyssa be like, isn't it so surprising? As though I just talked to Cassie. Like the last time I talked to her, she didn't say any she of this. She seems so happy. Like, she seems so happy. It's like, I, we don't know these people. But the second these big headlines come out, the way that I chat about them with friends is as if they are my like college roommate and they're yeah. not. We spend a lot of time with them. Yeah, we do. With, I feel like you do feel like you know him to a certain extent mm-hmm. and you don't. But yes, bummer. Yeah. <laughs> bummer. Any other bachelor stuff? I feel like we're already we, we're going we're going long. I yes, had Taylor. one question as someone who's seen all of the seasons. I love when Juan Pablo tries to give Charlene the first impression <laughs> rose and she's like. Oh. are you serious? And it's like not attracted <laughs> to him and not into him. And it's like, this is not going well. Have you ever seen another instance of someone getting the first impression rose and being like shocked and bummed out about it? No, I, that's <laughs> no. one reason why I love Charlene for that moment alone. I described Charlene's character to AB because he didn't watch the full season. And the way I described it made it seem like she was faking it to go no. further on the show. I don't think that was the case. She... She was just like really the most realistic real. of what yeah. was going on. Yeah. yeah. But guys, you just said, Taylor just said that she didn't, wasn't interested in him from the judge. So him what's shot. going on here? Give him a chance. The first impression, Rose. I have, a, it's the first impression, Rose. I, I do think was that part of it was. Was she ever into him? She eventually was into she him. And she well, and she okay. said she that tried. she was attracted to him, to <laughs> she be fair. Tried. Yes. She was like, I'm attracted to him and I lack, I wrote this down. She was like, I do lack a cerebral connection with him. And I was like, okay, girl, that is the nicest way to say that you guys do not fucking connect on any level other than yeah. being mildly attracted to him. She was like, basically one of her talking heads, she was like, yes, of course, like making out with him on this yacht feels nice but then the other part of me is like oh i don't i don't like we don't him. talk about anything. i don't uh, like it and so i need to leave so she leaves which is great and he says she would have had a hometown which is his way of saying i wanted to get into her pants well and how do you feel if you're one of the four who got a hometown you're not claire you're not i forgot the per- the name of the person who won you're basically Nikki. Andy. Nikki. Nikki. That's Nikki. right. Yeah. You're basically Andy. You're like, oh, okay. Well, I wasn't even supposed to make it this far. The only reason I did is because Charlene went home. Anyway, I love Charlene. Breath of fresh air. Did you like her when she was like, <laughs> when she was like, close your eyes and then walked into that court and was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> what are you talking about? She nailed it. Of course, I don't know opera. It sounded like she killed it. I think why we like her is because she was a very awkward opera singer who took herself very seriously, which is not <laughs> what you see on The Bachelor at all. And I think she knew that. And so when she got the first impression, Rose, she was like, 
really? You're not even going to give it to a blonde girl? Like I, and I, I feel that like on a deep level, uh, <laughs> I think she was like, of all the women here, like I'm clearly not the sluttiest, like dumb bimbo that you could, you know, make out with. So why am I getting this rose? I've seen the yeah. show before. And so God bless her for like, you know, getting some belief in herself and trying to make it work. That's how I feel. And she was right. That's that like inner monologue and reasoning makes total sense because then Juan Pablo was like, I just like you because you're so classy. Yeah. (laughs) You're so classy. And she's like, okay. (laughs) He's like, I just love your classy and you're elegant. She's like, yeah, okay. So I'm not blonde. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of the, I just think a lot of the problems that occurred on Juan Pablo season can be summed up by, I think Trista said it on the goat episode. She said, you're supposed to like the lead. Everyone, you're kind of, you go into it thinking, well, this is the bachelor. He's a desirable guy. I should like him. So you excuse a lot of, you convince yourself that this is someone you want to be with and kind of push what would be warning signs in the real world. You push them to the side. Well, Mm -hmm. what do you guys think about, because I, I struggle with this when I'm watching it is all these great women fall for him in some sense he has to have some redeeming qualities. What do you think they fell for in him? I think there's this false, (laughs) (laughs) there's this false, it's like a manufactured situation where, you know, if you're a woman who really wants to get married and be serious, this situation is oftentimes the only place in dating where you can actually just be straightforward with what you're looking for. And it doesn't scare someone off. Um, and allegedly that guy is supposed to be there to find his wife. And so I think a lot of people are like, this is great. Like we can just cut to the chase and this is exactly what I'm looking for. Um, and then at the end, Juan Pablo couldn't even say like, I love you to the person Mm -hmm. he picked. So I understand why a lot, especially if your goal is like, I want to settle down. I want to have kids. You know, it's an appealing situation that doesn't always exist for especially younger women. Now, I feel like if you're 25, 26 and you want to start a family, especially in Los Angeles, can I say especially more times? Um, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to like have that conversation with somebody. You might you might freak out a lot of people by putting that pressure on the situation. Yeah. I wonder, too, if we talk a lot about and I'm sure you guys do, too, that they they were creating a bubble, a bubble pre-coronavirus and taking away cell phones, taking away books. And there is this like sort of brainwash group think effect that happens by your objective for a couple of months is to get this guy to like you. So even if you sort of don't like him, it just like instinctively kicks in these like competitive parts of you that's like wants to win and wants to connect with him. And you're being told that that's the most important thing. But also I wonder if for this season, a lot of the girls seemed like maybe they held their tongue at the beginning about not liking him. And if I was like, oh, he kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. But I was living in a mansion with 20 other women who were like, isn't he the best? He's so hot. Um, he's so well, sweet Stockholm with his daughter. Syndrome. Yeah. And then you're like, I would I would be like, yeah, uh, yeah he's, sure right. he's hot. He's hot. Yeah. And his daughter is cute. And I think the things that, you know what, the things that rub me the wrong way are just like probably me being nervous. It's probably me. It's probably me. And it's not until you get to the end that you're like, no. And that's why I think they get so mad is they also when they get to the end and you're like, no, dude, you know what? I really didn't have the best first impression of you. I thought that this might be a waste of my time. And then I talked myself into it and you still fucked me over. Uh, But I think it's just all of those factors like piling into like a little pressure cooker that is that mansion. Yeah. 
insight we don't have, AB, yeah. frankly. Um, I want to be respectful of your time. So would you like to, which would you like to discuss more? Keep The end of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which AB is a huge fan of, or, and we haven't discussed it yet, assuming AB's not frozen, which it looks like he is, or Real Housewives. Am I? Of New York. No, no you're, you're not. Okay. You were just being you were very still. thinking really hard. I was just thinking about the Kardashians. <laughs> you guys you should do Kardashians. I th- I feel like it. You know, it deserves okay. a big. A it seems big really discussion. important to AB. Yeah. <laughs> More important than I think most people realize. Our listeners realize anyway. So the the Kardashians are done after what twenty seasons or so, eighteen, whatever. A lot of seasons, fourteen could be less. From what I've read. This was a mutual decision, but a lot of people make it seem like it was their decision because they don't need it anymore. My question is, is that to you, AB? I'll start with you. Is that the real reason that they're ending this show or is it because ratings are down? What's going on with the card? Give me a debrief on the Kardashians. I think there are cracks in the family that didn't want to do it. I don't think um, Courtney wanted to do it for years. I don't think she's wanted to do it for years and it started to to you know form a wedge with the whole family and they eventually it's not worth it anymore we're rich enough we don't need this yeah and a member a main core member of the show doesn't want to do it anymore let's just end this does that sound right to you too i before we get into it want to point out that when we started this episode tim you were like i've watched every single episode of the bachelor and now when we talk I about have. the kardashians you get on like some sort of high horse and you're like i yeah. don't know you see 20 seasons, talk to me 14 seasons <laughs> whatever the fuck you're like what a stupid show and you've watched every single no, episode of the bachelor this is the shit i put up with you see how he talked to me there he was talking down to me because i like the kardashians i don't that's not how i wanted to come off i couldn't remember i didn't have my no i couldn't remember how many seasons there were like whatever so we're about this other show, whatever. It's like a huge show. Too. Yeah, that was a little disrespectful. In fairness, it's not a hot take for AB to have cared for the Kardashian reality yeah. show. I'm just—I didn't realize I it came up with that. I apologize, AB. I'm sorry. I didn't it's been that way for that. years. I'm just used to it. I'm glad you someone else noticed. You guys need to talk outside. Oh, you guys no. need to have a moment. I agree. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I'm sorry that I opened this can of worms for Tim. <laughs> anyway, keep going. <laughs> I I completely agree with uh, AB about the you know they're they're just being like actual family problems and a disagreement on how to run the show. But I also think, and this is just a you know I don't know. It's very very hard. It seems to get them all in the same room. Period. Yeah. Mm. So it seems like that's more expensive to be shooting them in different places. They never all seem to be in Los Angeles or in one location. Uh, and that's a big part of it because their schedules seem so insane. And to even just be like, it used to be, they all were living in Calabasas and it would be like, Hey, can everybody just go mm-hmm. in the kitchen for a few hours? And we're going to like make fun of mom. And they would do that. <laughs> and now everybody is like on a private jet in some sort of crazy, you know, country or in a, or in like Wyoming and all this crazy shit. And it's becoming pretty clear that everybody's got some very like real life issues that they don't want to air out. Like, and Chloe has been carrying the show by airing out her dirty laundry (laughs) and every other family member who's had some really serious shit happen to them, it seems, is not willing to share. So if I'm Chloe, I'm out. If I'm Courtney, apparently I've been out for a long time. And if I'm Kim, I'm my fucking hands are full. 
Yeah. And Chris yeah. is you probably just, <laughs> and yeah, and Chris is like sick of probably yelling at all of them to get in the same room and film. So I think it is <laughs> a lot more like logistical and them getting tired of it and not needing it than it is them like graduating from it and, and like poo-pooing it. I think they're just like, yeah. oh, it's so hard to do. That makes a lot of sense. I, d- I don't think you yeah. needed it. They don't need it as much to grow their brand or sell stuff or whatever anymore. No. It's just not as effective as, you know, their, inst- their Instagram following is way more than. Yeah, they don't need it. The and, and the work to put to, the work to keep it up seems like too much. So it's kind of just like it's a sad. We talked about this in our podcast. It's a little anticlimactic. I wish it had like a fun like family reunion finale. But like the show never had any real storylines anyway. Like where was it going? But it does seem a little bit like they're like, oh, we're just too tired. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of. um Fixer Upper. AB, we won't get into that, but it petered out at the end, and it was a big bummer. Um, anything else on the Kardashians? I just, I was shocked to see that news come across as someone who don't. I wasn't. wasn't know. shocked, honestly. Right. I was, it's, it's still, it's one of those things you know it was, it's coming. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, it's like a celebrity death of somebody who we yeah. love and who is like incredibly Jesus old. Christ. Well, yeah. like, you know, an old celebrity death, Alyssa, like if someone's like 102 years old and you get the notification on your phone, your Apple news is like this really, really, really old actor died and you're like, oh, that sucks, but they had a good run. Yeah. Like that's, that's how I felt. I read it and Saw I was like, oh my God. And maybe I'm also getting defensive of AB because when that happened, I got like 14 text messages from friends and family members being like, are you okay? The Kardashians are ending. And I was like, it's not even my favorite show, you guys. Why am I the person? Like, it's an emergency to me. Everybody's like, we should check up on Taylor. And I was like, I am, definitely Do I, am that I that person in your life? Like, I'm that person? I didn't know. I, I knew I, okay. All right, fine. And I was like, I'm okay. It's no big deal. But I also feel like we will get a wrap up special from them eventually. Like they're going to tease this shit out. Like if mm. we can, you know, I mean, we monetized a wedding that lasted like how many days between Kim and Chris or whatever his uh, name was. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, Chris Humphreys. Forgot about yeah, that. Chris Humphreys. Oh. 36 days. Yeah, yeah, they gave like her that. an entire wedding special for that. So I have a feeling they'd be willing to come out back to like talk about the end of the show. Oh, yeah. I bet they'll have a holiday special. They usually have a holiday special. They're all in like matching onesies and they're like hanging ornaments and stuff. I bet they'll do that this year. <laughs> I'll tune into that. <laughs> okay. AB, final word. I'm sorry for just maybe between me and you. I'm sorry for over the long years we've been doing shows like this for disrespecting. Yeah, it's, a, I mean, it's fucked up, but it's whatever. I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> Talk about it after. All right. Um, I know you guys have to go soon. This is for me, the Real Housewives of New York. I've watched periodically. Okay. The, who's who is the Real Housewives expert out of you uh, two? We trade off. Alyssa. Uh, we, I've watched Roni from the very beginning which is a lot. It's been since like what, 2008 or something. I mean, standard definition, the first season. So um, I don't know how many seasons Taylor's seen. She's seen most of it, but Mm -hmm. this one feels like a me area. Yeah. She's our, she's our resident expert. Okay. I've, I don't understand. I've watched on and off. I was very taken back. AB's never moved in the middle of a show before. I'm very taken back. (laughs) This is an emergency. He really doesn't care about Roni. He's out. AB's out. (laughs) Um, I've watched, I've watched on and off the last couple of seasons. I don't 
I want to like it. I want to kind of turn my brain off show and have fun watching these arguments and just the chaos. Is Real Housewives of New York specifically, this is what I've seen, do you think it's declining in quality? Because yes. the people I know who talk about it are like, this show used to be really good. Yeah. Trust me. I'm like, I don't know. It just seems the same every episode. They fight yeah. at a party at some location. They wake up the next morning. They smooth it over. And then they do the same thing again every episode. That's yes. what it seems like to me. It's definitely declining. They're definitely just sort of becoming geriatric women who want to fuck <laughs> and shit the bed every episode and sometimes talk about Mar-a-Lago, which is a big bummer to me. Um <laughs> The beginning of the show was not like this. And there were real storylines that had real consequences for people. Um, I mean, so much has happened on the show. So now if you're watching at this point, you kind of just get like a hit of serotonin just from seeing these crazy women uh, that you know all this history with. But I wouldn't say it's like a show that you could jump in right now and be like, I get it. This is great. Um, Have you guys done Vanderpump Rules? Never. Oh my! I have God. never seen that. Yeah, is that never. good? It's the fucking best show on TV. I mean, like, start wow. at you just the say, come on. No, start it is the beginning the of the best show on yes, TV. The, you have to watch the first two seasons. They are the best seasons of any fucking show. I am a TV writer, and I'm telling you, this is the best show wow, on fucking TV. <laughs> Um, Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, it is the. There is a. I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but you watch these people build these relationships with each other in the first two seasons. And there is a huge fucking plot twist that I don't want to spoil. And it is the most satisfying could that be? turn Listen, of any the, show. I'm telling the you. passion in your voice <laughs> has sold me. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, my, I like my boyfriend who um, is also a writer and, and does a podcast about the Sixers. He would like sort of walk by when the show was on in the background and um, would ask me questions about it. And finally, I was like, just give it a chance. Like, watch the first two seasons. What do you have to lose? And he became obsessed with it and watched all seven seasons and now <laughs> says he's the number one Vanderpump Rules fan. <laughs> I've never met anyone who doesn't have that reaction to the show. Do you really? These are big selling points, AB. Not, These are yeah, good I mean, I'm sold. Points. I'm going to yeah. watch it. It's excellent. Yeah. You have to watch until the end of the second season, though. You have to commit, Okay. And you're going to okay. devour it. You're Right yeah. now you're like, oh, I don't want to sign up for two seasons. Two seasons you're is a big for this information. For someone. <laughs> not if in you this have case, to. Not in this case. If you hate it, <laughs> if you hate it very much, um, you can do Delete just our the numbers. second season. Yeah, I would question your taste, but you can do just the second season. It's not as satisfying, though, because there's a lot of things that get planted in the first season that pay off in the second season. So. I mean, who are we kidding? I'm going to love it. We all yeah. know that. It's You're going to love it. You're going to love it. And it's going to fill the hole in your heart that Keeping Up with the Kardashians <laughs> left. So I think that we're doing you a favor by recommending this. It's so good. It's so fun to chat about the things that are like dated about it are only funny like there's sometimes when we watch like old episodes of stuff that i'm like ah now it's, i'm disconnected from it but the things yeah. that are dated about this it's the it's like so perfect you guys <laughs> ugh, i'm excited for you yeah it's <sighs> amazing to your point about how much it is to watch like i said earlier every week i've been watching a full season of the bachelor so it's not as if i will not commit myself <laughs> yeah, I mean, to something you- silly <laughs> yes. i'll do it don't make me do it. I'll do it. I'm just fascinated by the whole Bravo. I, I dip my toe in the Bravo ecosystem and yeah. you guys are lounging in the hot tub of Bravo. That um, even being said, I feel I often feel like I've only dipped my toe because every time I go and like open app, I'm 
watching all the Real Housewives. I've even watched like a Blow Deck Med and I've watched Vanderpump. Love it. And even then I have to scroll through thousands of shows to get to what I'm trying to watch. Like Vander, Bravo has so much stuff and I hope that I have enough time on this earth to digest all of it. But don't feel overwhelmed is what I'm saying. Like don't feel like you or nothing. You get to pick and choose on your your little Bravo like platter and it's great. You guys it's really it's shocking how much content shows with rabid fan bases Bravo has created. And then they have after they have a late night show dedicated to their own TV shows. It's insane. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Alyssa, sorry, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna ask you guys are basketball fans, correct? Yes. Love it. You guys looked at me like that was a crazy. We like basketball. That's a weird thing to say. I just wanted to ask, like, what? Who's your team? Who you're rooting for in the playoffs? Like, what's the story? Also, did you? And also, how did you find us? Because you mentioned the Sixers when you DM'd us. So I was just wondering, like, what the backstory. Do you want to know how we found? Do you want to know how we found you? Seriously? Sure. (laughs) Dave fans. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Huge and, then, and then Taylor puts on uh, Instagram. I figured like, oh, that you there. didn't mention that Taylor was in Dave at the top. So I was like, what's it's going called playing it cool. Alyssa, you you act cool. Like it's just yeah. a pod- yeah. Um no, so we I used to be a I used to be a Clippers fan, but I jumped off that bandwagon a couple years ago and now okay. I'm just wherever LeBron is playing, which okay. I'm sure Follow both LeBron. of you hate. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, we're just LeBron at this point. Perfect, perfect. All right. We're from Iowa, so there's no natural right. That's what I was wondering. You know, team to like. So Okay, cool. But anyway. That was my that was my last question. Good on you. That's a professional what's the segue? Segue into our last topic because we're running out of time. Uh this topic is just Sixers what the hell question mark. <laughs> all that? All that, that, like that? All the all years, years and years and years and years of all Process. this time for, and that's it? Personally for this? equipped to handle this like probably better than anyone <laughs> because it? not only can I give you all the details of a fan, I can also say it with like a non-violent response to that question. That's good. <laughs> so, That's good. Uh, my boyfriend has the podcast The Rights to Ricky Sanchez, yes. which is a Sixers podcast. Um, look, they had <laughs> a great idea for how to build a team, and then the assholes that owned the team fired the guy whose idea it was, Sam Hinkie. Okay, so you're one of those who thought, I forgot his name. The Sam Hinkie. Yeah. Sam Hinkie, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, and then they do things like, you know, Robert Covington is on the Rockets and like there's all these different pieces that if they had just kept them and been a little bit patient, their team would have been better Mm. than all the things that they tried to do, you know, and Mm. then there was the whole Colangelo thing. I mean, this is like not interesting unless you know about the Sixers. They're a very bad luck team um, that is run by a bunch of fucking idiots that their fan base hates, which I identify with as a Lakers fan, having Jim Buss be in charge of our team for for a while and like run it straight into the ground until his sister sued him and like removed him from the team. Thank God for her. Um, so I, I feel like you can't really kick the Sixers fans when they're down. They, they were not wrong about sure shit can. the concept <laughs> of like building the team. It just, you know, was ruined by a bunch of asshole billionaires who are like now tied to Epstein, which is, you know, I didn't know that. That's yeah. an interesting point. Uh, probably cut it out for legal reasons, but oh, okay. thank you for that information. Perfect. perfect. Um, <laughs> I suppose you make a good point. I feel like even though it's not the same people, it's not hinky. When you 
go through all this effort for years and years to acquire assets yeah. and then you tr- yeah. you have a tendency to treat the players like assets. You think you're smarter than everybody in the room and you're just flipping, 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 yeah. trying to profit. Yeah. When, yeah, you should have just kept them, improved the players you yeah. have instead of, they're always just trying to do quick fixes. They're trying to go for it, go for it. And it blew up on their faces, in my opinion. I, I feel really bad. Like, I think that they had a great long-term plan and I don't think that they've ever really gotten it, gotten to see it come to fruition in a full way. I mean, even this season, like Ben was injured. Yeah. So yeah. there's just a lot of missed opportunities and there's a lot of like decision-making about, you know, who are we going to keep, what's working in our front office, on our team, all of that. Um that they unfortunately have to make. And it was like a tough, real tough playoff situation. Well, now you got us feeling sorry for you. Now yeah. you flipped it on us. That's and now exactly no what my made. boyfriend would want me to do to you. So there yeah. you go. You, did. you guilted us. Now I might be a Sixers fan. I don't know what just happened. They're a very like, well, uh, Taylor's boyfriend, also a Sixers fan. Um, Big one. Very and frustrating very, fan. Been very, very sad. You also said, what the fuck with the Sixers as though Alyssa and I are responsible <laughs> <Yeah>. for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just it just seemed like that's how it that's how it ended. Like they weren't even yeah. going to make a just a well, real bummer way to end it. If you um, ask me, a big bummer way to end big it. Bummer. Yeah, very embarrassing. Yeah. It was more so Sixers fans have been talking about this thing that's going to happen for years. And then it, that was that's the what the fuck. Like, yeah, you guys have been talking about this and this is Not what it you was. Two. Not you too. Well, Not you probably, too. maybe. Probably. Yeah, I, I think the worst. I mean, the it's actually like the worst possible situation for them because you know they got really pissed off about Jimmy and Jimmy was friends with Embiid and there could have been a situation where you know perhaps he was a better fit than Ben. All this, all this like hindsight debate, right? And so mm-hmm. Jimmy was like, "Fuck you guys! I'm a I'm a championship you know player. I'm going to lead my team to a championship." Everyone was like, oh, okay, Jimmy Butler. And then, like, look, now the Celtics are playing Miami. And it's, like, honestly the worst thing that could have happened to the entire Sixers fan base. So It's a bad confluence of events. You know, um, yeah. on the other end, I am so excited to watch the Clippers possibly choke in Game 7 today. That's giving me so much life. That, so, will, be, that will be amazing. Yeah. And it's going to happen, I think. Okay. <laughs> Anything else we didn't cover? I feel like we just went way too long. We do this all the time on our show. We go too long. We're not... You know, don't take res- into account our the rare occasions where we have guests. We're not don't respect other people's time. It's really time at all. Yeah, it's something we always do. <laughs> Anything else you want to mention? And if not, please plug your show again and where they can find you on the internet and such. Um, no, I think everyone needs to watch Dave because Taylor is fantastic in it. You can watch it on Hulu. If it's Agreed. an FXX show, Fully agree. they're getting a season the two. The Emmys are a clown organization that should be disbanded. Go ahead. <laughs> I, agree. I agree. I agree. I like this energy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, she's fucking fantastic and you should follow her on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, and then you got a good hype, hype man. Here. Yeah, it's easy no. to hype other people it's hard to hype yourself you know so i'm just Agreed. doing it for you i'm wingmanning you um and then our podcast is called table flipping with Alyssa and taylor um our instagram is table flipping podcast and yeah we we release episodes every friday um and if you don't follow the shows that we watch in the beginning um we try to do like a a wide variety of tv shows that some are our throwback whatever so keep mm-hmm. checking back for episodes that you might connect with Anything else, Taylor? What do you think? 
You want to play no, you your, nailed it. your own stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody watch Dave. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no, you nailed it. You really did. And thank you guys so much for having us. It would be really cool to have it you guys a pleasure. on and flip some tables sometime and talk about one of the many, Let's many, many seasons of The Bachelor that you've watched. Yeah. I feel like I feel like a real loser for having spent no, all this time. I love on this. it. I love it. We're we're coming from the Listen, same place. We're like homework. it's a homework. I know. I I always like tell that to my boyfriend. Where I'm like, it's honestly homework. I have to do this for the pod, and I'm like taking notes. Alyssa made the Alyssa's boyfriend told her that she looks like a brain surgeon when she watches like Real Housewives reunions because she's like so locked like, in and focused. So I get it. I get it, and I respect it, and I want to ask you about it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Worst Cast Nation, please check them out. Listen to them, especially if you like this episode. What's on tap for this week? Uh, this this week we're doing. Episode. So we just released an episode last Friday about RuPaul's Drag Race. This week we're doing mm. My Strange Addiction, which is great because it's a show you don't have to watch to understand the episode. Yeah. Like I'd never seen it, and it is wild. Let me tell you, yeah. <laughs> people eat some really fucked up things. I guess so. Um, yeah, that's this. That's this Friday. If you need one last selling point, AB, they. Um, I saw you did an episode focus on david from the real world new orleans so oh we did yeah that's a lot mm -hmm. that's a big overlap with our audience i think so <laughs> thank you again for joining us this was a lot of fun check out table flipping podcast on instagram and wherever you listen to this show thank you guys thanks guys we still that's it. okay great yeah, we're still <laughs> that's the show that's the show thanks again to Alyssa and taylor for joining us for the full hour of the zoom very gracious with their time uh we might do crossover pods occasionally in the future you have our word that they will not eat into our normal recaps it's a remini b promise a remini b guarantee and those are ironclad as we all know yeah, anyone who knows us knows i would this never to the <laughs> take bank. us to the bank listen <laughs> that's basically the gold standard of guarantees <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, full disclosure, rim guarantees. You have a lot of rim guarantees in your life. Yep. You, that's a thing that you'd say to me. Yep. This isn't the same as those guarantees because those often don't come true. Those actually never come true. <laughs> this one. <laughs> those rim, a rim and a B guarantee yes, is ironclad. It's you. You uh, carry the weight. rim guarantee? Yeah. Uh, that's worthless. <laughs> Thank, thanks. <laughs> it's true. It's actually true. That's Here's a, a rim. That's a fact. All right. Then how about this? Here's a rim and a B guarantee. The Chiefs are going undefeated and going to win the Super Bowl 19-0. and 0. Rim and A-B guarantee. That's right? not, no, 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 no. That's yeah. not my guarantee. All right, anyway. No. It was fun to talk to someone who recaps reality TV, talks about it on a podcast, isn't necessarily a straight Bachelor show because they have a wider breadth of knowledge than I do. Um, and uh, is on the... One of them is on the best tv show running forgot to mention right that. now don't forget yeah. that rim forgot to mention that i didn't want to say this in front of uh taylor who stars as ali in the television show dave on ffxx that's my favorite tv show uh my second favorite tv show i didn't want to say this <laughs> it's number two <laughs> what behind my second favorite scripted television show behind watch behind watchmen which you haven't seen Ever? So that's pretty good. Are you talking ever or twenty? No, this year. This year. The last oh, okay. year. The last twelve months. Um, what were we gonna say? Uh, do you have a bachelor headline of the week that isn't Cassie and Colton because we talked about that with them? Uh, no. Okay. What well, are you talking about? Here's the bachelor headline of the week. <laughs> no, Cassie Randolph. Throwing me on. You know I don't have a bachelor <laughs> headline of the I week. <laughs> I don't know why you asked me that. I th I thought you just carried him around in your wallet. Like here's. <laughs> why would I have you a always have it on your like, a of the week right now? <laughs> 
Here's the batch headline from People. Cassie Randolph files restraining order against Colton Underwood. If you skip the interview, our official statement is not good. Yikes. Don't do that. It's a bummer. That's our my official statement. Do you have a different one, AB? No, that's official. Not good. Not good. Not good. All right, quick big brother talk. Are you caught up? Uh, yeah, I'm fully caught up. And okay. there's a new episode tonight, Tuesday. Oh, that's Spe- right. Special a surprise. Night Don't forget. Mm. Game special seven, night. who cares? Big brother. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no. So correct me if I'm wrong. Danny won the HOH competition. She's at a household. Danny. Well, back it up a little bit, Rim. Oh, God. <laughs> Christmas won head of health sold last week, which we talked about. She put Davon and Bailey up. Oh, you want to go? You want to start there? Okay. I I felt this week of of Big Brother was, in particular, the Davon Bailey you know drama showdown Christmas sh- showdown uh, was my favorite episode yes. yet in terms yes. it just the most interesting. There's so much stuff going on there. There's a lot to unpack with those episodes. No question, uh, a lot of stuff going on there. So it, it, uh, to touch on that would be more worthwhile, I think. I still don't understand why Christmas put both of them up. She seemed to understand the gravity of the optics of that. She only wanted Bailey gone from the get-go, right? This is the cadence with which I'm going to ask Big Brother questions. I'm going to be looking at you to try to figure out if what I'm saying is right or not. She really only wanted Bailey gone from the start, so why did she she put some other... Davon even asked her after she put Davon and Bailey up... Davon was like, okay, so you explained why you put Bailey up. You put me up because Bailey said I was her 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 number Untouchable, one. Is yeah. that what you is that what you put me up for? And Christmas is like, yep, that's why. <laughs> uh, does that make sense though? I don't know if that makes sense. I guess okay. No, none your- of it made sense to me. Rim, she's okay. u- Christmas is using that as an excuse for putting her up. Okay, number one, everyone has a number one in the house, like. You're foolish to think otherwise, right? Okay. Yeah. Every single person has one person. Some people probably have zero at this point. I was but thinking at Ian least, probably has zero or somewhere yeah, like but, Kevin. Yeah. But people have, a lot of people in the house have one person, and we probably don't even know all the number ones yet at this point. Yeah. But they have one person who push comes to shove. If they're going to get rid of them or anyone else in the house, they're going to get rid of the other person because they're their number one besides themselves winning they want that number one to win you know yeah so everyone has that okay it doesn't make sense to me why this would be a big deal to christmas at all other than that she would want i think she wanted her out for other reasons that she didn't explain okay do you like how i've become the expert of big brother somehow no you are in this tandem well especially well why wouldn't you be i don't know what's going on and i've always been bad at one thing well, I I've only with, watched like six episodes. You've watched the same number of episodes season. as me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but what I, I don't, I'm, I'm always bad at the social. I, I always struggle with keeping you track of the, the social, social <laughs> challenge game, Rim, like I get I it. You don't. don't have a, a deep understanding of it like I do. I just, it, it's some it of it goes in when you're at the to transition to this. That's I understand true. that. But here's, here's what I struggle with. When people are talking in the Big Brother household and they say something or they, you know, they're lying to each other, whatever. I always forget that the uh, the the people 
people on the show don't know what we know about the relationship. So, for example, I forget who it was. It might have been Dave Vaughn who was talking to Danny or somebody and was like, hey, you should put Tyler up. And Danny was like, yeah, man. (laughs) But obviously, Danny's not going to do that. (laughs) But I didn't know that Dave, you know, I forgot that Dave Vonda, and that happens a hundred times an episode. So that's where all lying to each other. And they're always constantly lying. They're constantly lying to each other about who they're in cahoots with. It it messes my brain up. Um, Anyway, do you, so Bailey's gone. uh, No surprise. Do you think Dave Vaughn is, Dave Vaughn is not on the block this week, but do you think she's, you know, headed out soon because she really still doesn't have very many strong allies. She said an interesting thing during this episode that I hadn't thought about, and it's people keeping weak competitors around. So if you're le- so when you're left with them, you are guaranteeing yourself to win the HOH. So, for example, let's say I'm good. At, I'm a good competitor. You're a bad competitor at the at all the HOH competitions. Let's I'm going to yeah, let's imagine that scenario. Go let's ahead. Ke- <laughs> let's keep <laughs> let's keep I'm going to say even if we're not together, I want to keep a couple weak competitors. I'm going to keep rim around. So <laughs> if it's me and him at the end. I'm going to win the HOH because I'm better competitor than him. You know? That's, what do you mean at the end when there's only two people left? When there's No, when there's like oh. four people left. Okay, okay. Say okay. you want a couple weak competitors still there. It's kind of like the challenge. You try to keep yeah. when they used to do team challenges or even not when, the, when it's solo challenges. You try to keep what they call a layup in yeah. the challenge. That's what they're talking about here. They're talking about layups. So Davon mentioned this in the HOH competition. She said, these people think I'm a weak competitor. Now I can confirm she is not a weak competitor. She's, she's Dave on the, ch- yeah, Davon. Yeah, she yeah. could, she's a challenge vet. She does great in com- competition stuff. She says it. They think I'm a weak competitor. So I'm just going to, I'm going to jump off first because they're going to keep me. I think it's the only thing keeping me in this house okay, is that, well, that I'm a answers my next question was why did Davon do that? That makes a lot of damn. See, there's just too many layers for those too later many levels. H- they're going to keep her around because they, think, she they think she's a layup. And if it comes down to, you know, me and my number one in Davon, one of us is going to win the HOH over her, you know? Wow, that's that's the so, next level thinking from realistically. <laughs> after she said, I hadn't thought of it either. I had no idea that was something they did. It makes complete sense now. I just had. There's so much going on. I don't think outside the box like that. But wow, you would think realistically, you and your number one would like to be, you know, the last three people. You two in a layup. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Because then one of you wins HOH. At least one of you safe. Probably both of you are safe. And then it's you two at the end. I got to be honest. I haven't spent any time thinking about the end of the show. I'm trying to end. figure out what's going now, on right now. Do you know what's going that. on with the jury? I need someone to tell me what's going on with the jury. Because they keep mentioning a jury house. Well, I think every you you make it to a certain point. Everyone who, after Bailey got sent home, everyone remaining is on the jury. And they go to a jury house. I don't know what the jury house is. I think it's just another house. And there's, well, then I assume there's an opportunity for some of those people to get back in the Big Brother house, right? They're, they're, they've referred uh, to that, uh, and they unknown. I don't okay. know about. I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know what the situation is in the jury house. I think they start voting. The jury. The leads. jury makes the final vote. Yeah. 
there's no America vote. So the 11 people left, nine of them, I believe, are going to vote for the winner of the show. Mm-hmm. I, th- I might have got those numbers wrong, but that's the concept. Yeah, that's the concept. Yeah. So I don't. That's all I know, which it so sounds like you already loses knew that. This, yeah. The person okay. that loses this week will go to the jury house. I just don't understand the house. The logistics. Yeah. Is there anything else they're doing? What are they do? What are these? What are the jury people doing the whole time? I can't. Are they t- watching? There's no way they really go to a house, dude. Because in, no, they're in a house. The- I've seen. Cl- I've Come seen tape. On. The, the, for, you got to be on the show for two more months, even though yeah, you got I think so. I think place? they're all on. The, I think they're all on the show for like two months. That I assume sucks. getting paid handsomely. That's not. It's well, not we'll free. find out when we're on the show without telling anybody that we're teamed up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Who's your number one? Who's your number one, Rim? John. Love John. (laughs) Do anything for John. Anyway. uh, Okay. Do you have anything else to say about Bailey and... I forgot we're doing a podcast, honest to God. Yeah, we're just chatting about Big Brother. (laughs) Two guys that don't know anything about Big Brother. (laughs) Totally. Absolutely. (laughs) Do you have anything else to say about Bailey and Devon? The big fight with... Christmas. I don't know how I would forget her yeah, name. It was fucked up. Christmas was yeah. fucked up. She I was talking out of her head, out of her neck, yeah. all wrong, Rim. Uh, <laughs> she was, and I said this on my social media, Rim. Um, oh, so I don't want to, and I've seen other people say this as well. She, and they said it, Davon and Bailey. She was talking to them in a completely disrespectful manner, d- clapping in their face, doing all this other shit. Wouldn't let it go, knowing yeah. as black women, they can't respond the same way she does. And she's going to come off better to the other people in the house. They're going to come off yeah. poorly by getting in this. Con- like, she's going to get off scot-free. They aren't. And they knew it the whole time. They said it to her. She kept acting like that. She knew it the whole time. I don't fuck with Christmas at all. Wow. Okay? I hear you. And I think the most effective thing they did was say what you just said out loud. At least they said, yeah, they yeah. said it out loud. Once you so- say it out loud, the viewer goes, oh, you know, they've got a point. And then the sympathy goes towards. I mean, I before think that was even they said that, as I was watching, I'm like, man, these girls, they're they're holding it in. And I know why they're holding it in, because they don't want to come off as angry black women. Like they're portrayed all across every media, media you know, for hundreds of years, yeah, yes, for hundreds of years. So they're they got this weight on their shoulders when really they should be going after Christmas. Christmas was being terrible to them and she deserved to get lashed at. So, but and Christmas I mean, was making no sense either. Her justification, maybe because no I'm sense. the dummy, but it didn't make much sense. Davon was just like, okay, well, you tricked Bailey into thinking she was your friend and now you've betrayed her. So she feels hurt by that. What is confusing about this? And Christmas is like, it's just, it's game. just game. It's just that that's cover. Okay. That that's fine. It's cover game, for everything. But she's yeah. mad because you tricked her <laughs> in the game. You didn't. You didn't yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, last thing, Kevin and David are on the block, right? Kevin yes. and David, the two yeah. obvious. Yeah. And David has a power. Mm-hmm. Here's my question. David has a power to remove himself from the block. And force Danny, the head of household, to replace him with someone else. It seems obvious that he would use it, right? Yeah. Okay. Or my question was, is there a scenario where he should wait and see if he chills for a while and figures out that Kevin's going home? Does he want to risk it and not use it and save it for another time? There's some things we don't know about his power yet. 
or at least I don't. Do they find out that it was him that did it? That's what I don't know. Yeah. And and can he wait till after the veto competition? Yeah, they didn't say the timeline either. Or someone. Well, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't have enough information. Okay. That's an adequate answer because I don't. I, I assume he's going to use it. I mean, he made it seem like he was going to use it, and I it, he made it seem like he had to use it right then. I, I mean, why wouldn't he use it? You, you either yeah. use it or you lose it, Rim. Everyone yeah, that's knows true. That. <laughs> I think he's got to use it bef- before the veto. Before is the what veto. I was thinking, but I I don't think I didn't remember hearing that explicitly. David is a good competitor, though, so he's it's feasible that he could win the veto. David's Com- not a good wait. competitor. He's not a good competitor. Didn't he get second on that nah, balancing nah. thing? Yeah. Nah. Wow. Nah. Interesting. Okay, who play, Who does the veto competition? It's the two. It's the people on the block, the head of household, and then three random randoms. People? Three randoms. Three randoms. Yeah. Okay. You following? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine this is entertaining for people. Me just trying to figure out basics let me basics t- <laughs> this is very basic stuff <laughs> let me let me tell you one other interesting thing i i don't know if you saw the the information uh this week some hot water some of the people in the yes. house are in yes uh nicole franzel i think is her name or friends yeah, nicole. Uh, yep. nicole and uh memphis memphis and, fucking memphis and we're basically making fun of ian Yes. Um, Somebody else is in the room too. May, may, other may, people may too. not have. Part- I think Christmas. it was. Yeah, Christmas was in there, and. Um, Did you the, see the footage? Yeah, I saw the footage. Ian, they're making fun of his ticks Ian. or is is you know his what he does to calm his anxiety. Yes, he came out earlier this year and said he has uh, he's on the, au- the autism, autism spectrum. Spectrum, yes. um, just completely unbelievable I, unbelievable that they do that here's my question here's the interesting thing that i don't know the answer to do they are they gonna find out like that we fucked up and america hates us are they gonna does someone yeah, tell no. them eventually at I don't some think point so. unless it's a producer i don't think so that's the almost the appeal of big brother because remember when coronavirus came out that was a dumb way to phrase it. Remember when the pandemic began? There was this viral thing going on of the people finding out about in like Big Brother Germany or something. They found out about it like a week or two later. And I think it's because the producers realized the seriousness of the situation. They're mm-hmm. like, we should probably tell them about this. That's what I I'm don't wondering. think for this, they would say, hey, everyone hates you. Anyway, go Some about your day. Some of these people have like outside and, you know, per- or like Nicole is getting dropped from stuff what am i thinking what word am i thinking of i have no idea but i know what concept you're talking about (laughs) she is she she does advertising for different companies she's a spokesman for them yeah part she's a partner (laughs) for different companies and she's getting dropped by those partners so she doesn't know it yet and she has no idea i don't think any of them have any idea they're in trouble i don't think they should tell them I don't think unless it's like a world changing event, you don't tell them, let yeah. them see how if, you know, they that's part of the appeal of mm-hmm. being secluded in a house with all these cameras is like, are these people, how are these people going to behave and react to things? I don't think they should tell them, but I don't know. Two guys yeah. who don't know. All right. Any other big brother talk? I don't No, I'm excited. This has been fun. <laughs> What's interesting is everyone who a couple people have reached out to us and are like, hey. Fine, Big Brother discussion, 
by the way, this season stinks. People are saying this season's not any good or interesting. Oh, they're saying this season stinks? Yeah, because they're not making crazy moves. Everybody's playing way too conservatively. No one's... It's just very predictable and boring. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned a couple times, the... I could see that. The main alliance keeps winning head of household. So yeah, nothing that's the, well, that's crazy. the problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate it. We'll talk to you who knows when. Bachelorette season premiere, October 13th. Mm-hmm. Claire's the Bachelor. Pretty excited for it. Pretty just excited for it to start. I'm sick of talking about it. I want to watch it. Yeah. Now. Let's get to it. Let's. I want real new things to talk about. Anyway, talk to you later. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.